He's Tennessee Titans talk. And Big fella, I think this is the craziest week in NFL history from a off-the-field news standpoint, right? I think so. It's something I've never seen before, and I just, you know, every day there's another turn. Uh, but we're going to talk about our Titans first. Um, so the biggest news, uh, obviously, if you're a Titans fan, and we've had three days to kind of think about this for a reason, because so, I think we can really kind of we could talk about how it affects the next few games and the rest of the season. Uh, it was a pretty devastating deal Monday night, and you guys can talk about that. But what I really want to know from you two, how does Derrick Henry missing the rest of the regular season, how does that affect this team? How does it affect what our record could be? And how does it affect how you feel about us? What we really want to do is win a Super Bowl. What good could happen from that? And what obviously are maybe people sugarcoating about that? We'll start with you, Landon. I want to say it takes us out of the running for the one seed because we do hold it. And we do have the head-to-head tiebreaker of the Bills. But the back half of our schedule, even though it's easy, it was going to be easy because we had the best player in football. And we could just punish teams and win a lot of games that way. So we're probably not going to get the one seed. But thankfully... His last gasp of the regular season, we won the division pretty much because there's no way the Colts take the division from us. So we're going to have a home playoff game. That's 10 weeks. That's 10 and a half weeks from his surgery, which is about where people expect that he could be back. So the underlying thing that could be good is if he can come back, if the surgery goes really well and he can rehabilitate for about two months, is Derrick Henry is going to be having about two months of rest coming into the playoffs. We're going to have a home game. It's going to be outside. It's going to be cold. All the good teams this year, outside of whoever wins the AFC West, play outside in the cold. Derrick Henry is going to be really mad because he, and I know just everyone in the Titans organization is just mad and upset at what he lost because he lost his third straight rushing title, his second 2,000-yard season, his second straight offensive player of the year. He was on pace to break just so many records in. That's all gone just because of a random injury. But on the bright side, if he can come back, if he's fully healthy, and if anyone can come back midseason at the, during the playoffs when he's at the peak of his powers, it's Derrick Henry. We see it with LeBron James. He gets hurt, and he's just like a cyborg. He comes back, he comes back a couple minutes later, he's all good. I believe Derrick Henry can do that. John, I want to hear exactly your thoughts about what I asked earlier, but to Landon's point, Anybody else in this league, oh, he'll be back for the first week of the playoffs. It's like, well, what about him getting back in the swing of things? What about this? What about that? If there's one guy that I think can just be ready, it's it's our guy, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if you look at Sunday, he played through the injury, for God's sake. I mean, he didn't know the extent of it, but he went back out on the field and he ran for conceivably what was two full quarters, third and fourth quarter. Um, he's a mutant. I think he goes, he had, he had the surgery this morning, which by all accounts um, that I've heard, have been, it was successful. I mean, now I feel like I'm a bone foot expert with the fifth metatarsal and the Jones break or whatever you want to call it. So I'm not, clearly not an expert, but, you know, I've paid more attention to feet in the last 24, 48 hours than I ever have. So, yeah, I mean, kind of like Landon said, a lot of people estimate it to be a six to ten week recovery. I, I mean... I'm sure Derek is probably doing some dumbbell curls as we're talking here. Um, he's right. just getting ready. And he's, he prepares like nobody else, so he can be in a position like no one else. One thing, Land, that you said that everybody's going to be mad about the rushing title, I think it, it kind of brings home to uh, what I said to you both a couple weeks ago. 
when we were talking about Derrick Henry and his his historic pace. If we waste him, who cares if he's got a billion rushing titles? And right. I think this is the point. Like, you know, rushing title aside, he wants to make a Super Bowl run. We want to make a Super Bowl run, and let us be an underdog now. Like, right, I agree yeah. totally. And it makes I think no one's really come out and said this, but you know, we we put a lot uh, a tread tread off those tires the last few years. But I mean, I think that's what it's taken to win. What matters to me is that he looks like he will be available for the playoffs. That all that matters. Rushing titles are really cool. Um, but I watched my favorite team of all time. I mean, I grew up an Atlanta Braves fan. I watched them win for the second time in my lifetime, you know, last night. And to see Dansby Swanson and Freddie Freeman look on their face, they work so hard. And football players give their bodies more so than baseball players. I know that's a big deal too. But, you know, like – I think that's what you're getting at, Big Fella. I want to see the look on this guy's face when he wins a championship and he's yeah. the best player on the best team that year. And so that's all that really matters, and I think that is preserved. But what we need to think about is this. I told you guys this Sunday night after it happened. Yes, I think everybody's like, oh, we'll be okay with that. Maybe be worse without Tannehill. We're not going to go anywhere if either one of those guys isn't 100% in January. It don't matter who was more or less important. Yes, Ryan Tannehill is a really good player. We're not going to win a Super Bowl without Derrick Henry, right? We're just not, okay? But essentially, we need to go, what, three and six to probably win our division. I mean, we the bar isn't really high. The way A.J. Brown played Sunday, and if we can keep him healthy, I know that's a big if. We could maybe develop some things with not relying on Derrick Henry and then get him back. I know that's perfect world type stuff, but we could be a better team. The yeah. caveat for me, Landon, that worries me is – if our offensive line doesn't protect Ryan Tannehill any better than they did Sunday, he is going to be in the training room with Derrick Henry soon. Yeah, and Nate Davis is in concussion protocol, so Ray Dunes had to finish the game. He gave up that big sack to, I want to say, DeForest Buckner, where Tannehill got slammed to the ground. Yep. He was wincing. He's all stiff. And guess who we're playing this week, even if Nate Davis is fully healthy? The best interior pass rusher ever, Aaron Donald. So... I've talked to you guys about this. I don't know if we're going to bring it up. Yeah, Landon, I, I was going to beg that you would uh, give your his dead serious logic of <laughs> why don't we just make it a preseason game Sunday. That's how afraid you are of that defensive line. And, you know, I wish that kind of thing happened because, oof, I'm, te- I'm terrified. Yeah, I, I've been talking about this, and this was bef- even before the Derrick Henry news came out when it looked like he might just be gimpy instead of a broken foot. Even before they got Von Miller, just, hey, it was going to be a tough ass to begin with. Now we don't have the best player in football. Now Tannehill is banged up. Now our offensive line, which it hasn't been that great, might be down a guy. And they're facing Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Floyd. And Julio Jones might not might not be back. So what are we really playing for? Pride? It's an NFC game. Yeah, it's a primetime game, but NFC games don't matter for the standings. We lose this game. Yeah, the media is going to say, oh, they're not that good. If the Rams beat us up because we're without Henry, they're going to be like, oh, the Titans are frauds, this and that. But it doesn't matter. Pride in the beginning of November doesn't mean anything if you're risking your franchise quarterback when you could be playing for something important in the in January. Well, clearly I'm one, I'm the goonie in the group because I'm the never say die. <laughs> I mean, we get the national spotlight here on Sunday, and I personally don't want us to rest people. I want, like you said, Nathan, I want us to figure it out without Henry because. We will be a thousand times more dangerous when we do when he comes back. I mean, we have the ability, and you see other teams that do pretty well. 
that have it. Zero running game. You see that more than you ever have in this league. My worry is it's not going to matter. We have to protect Tannehill better. We just have to. They're going to come out right after him now. I mean, unabated. That's my worry. Not that we couldn't do it on paper because I think that we can do what we have to do. Thank goodness we are in, you know, the weakest division that I can probably in a while. But, um, I, you know, we're, we have had the injury bug big time. And, yes, Tannehill, he's out. That's that's something different. But I'm, I'm feeling okay about it uh, because Indianapolis isn't 6-2 and two as well. I mean, it just so happens this is probably the only time where we could pull this off. Yes, Derrick Henry's going to come back, and when he does, he will be ready. And we've seen him be literally superhuman, so it's – I'm sorry, but every Titans fan's going to be like, yeah, six weeks. If the doctor says six to ten, I'm betting six. I would like to bet, I want to say like eight or nine. So either he comes back week 17 against Miami, who's a really poor run defense, or week 18 against Houston, who he always kills and is going to have nothing to play for. They're going to be trying to tank as much as they can in the last week of the season. Just shake off some rust against two really bad teams. So it's not, we go into the playoffs, you're playing a playoff team. You're getting your first carry in two months, running into a brick wall defender. But I mean, other than that, he should be good to go in. And like we said, if anyone can just defy the odds like he's continued to do and come back out of nowhere and just beat up on defenses with a broken foot, it'd be Derrick Henry. I know it's two months away and teams emerged, but also kind of the icing on top of this cake, big fella, is there is no dominant. Um, right. We've beaten the ones that are good. That helps this too, right? I know you're listening to this. Yes, we're giving the bright side. It's called Tennessee Titans talk. But even then, there's some – level of rationalization here to you know this isn't kansas city two years ago this this isn't heyday patriots i mean we we could still come back and be the best team in cold weather cities and get this together at the end we could still do that oh for sure for sure i mean i you know our defense is starting to click i mean they're not world beaters but you look at it we get fulton back and you know i kind of would have liked to see some action at the trade deadline but you know it's always right. fool's gold a lot of time. But I think we might have if we hadn't won these last three games. I think we might have seen maybe if not a big splash, something. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. But, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think we could be a very dangerous team. And, you know, I, I've, <laughs> I'm always accused of being a homer, of being bullish, whatever. Trust in our team, and especially for big games like this and the big games we're going to have later down the road. Right. You know, we play some big opponents. So there are going to be some right. big games. I get their NFC, but – you know, after this week, we've got the Saints coming to town. We've got the Niners coming to town late right. in the season. We've still got two against the Texans, and I don't care how terrible the Texans are. No. It's always going to be a, a knockdown drag out. And, no you know, the, the Jags are going to look for something to prove. I'm never taking anybody lightly. And, I mean, right after Thanksgiving, we go to New England. <laughs> you think they're not going to be primed up to play? Well, because there's seven teams to get in now, I mean, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And oh, for still- sure. Um, guys, let's talk about that Colts game. There's two ways to look at this. Of course, that boneheaded penalty with Simmons and the fact mm-hmm. that we let them tie that game anyway was unbelievable. But also, we are that team now where the Colts used to do this to us, where we found a way to win, and we were the better team. And like you said, big fella, our defense obviously is not just suddenly full of pro bowlers, but it reminds me of 19 where everybody was kind of always in their spot, at least. Uh, very bend don't break um, and very sort of opportunistic with turnovers and such. 
I know that was frustrating to watch at times, but also at the end, it was like, we are that team that is going to find a way to win. We are the more talented team. We are the confident team. We are the better led team. Uh, looks like our coaching from a scheme standpoint, our coordinators is improving and coming together. So although it was frustrating, that was up there in that weird airport hangar that they play in and we got away third straight win in Indy. That's, I mean, there's a lot to like. I know no one talked about that because by Monday morning we were all talking about Henry, but uh, we do have shades of we just make it work ugly as it is, right? Right. Totally. We'll do those quick. Let me get y'all's uh, take on uh, Colts and then we'll, we'll kind of round into the form and we'll, we'll talk Rams. Yeah, with Indy, it kind of felt like the Colts really lost that game more than we wanted just with how bad Wentz was and really how bad Frank Reich's offensive play calling was. And there's been a lot of articles written about this, but I don't know why they didn't just spam Jonathan Taylor. I know he had like two 20-yard runs he called back for holding, but we couldn't do anything against Jonathan Taylor, whether he was receiving or running. He just went away. I think Wentz threw the ball 51 times, and he only averaged four and a half yards in attempts, which to be fair didn't include the, like the 120 yards of defensive pass interference that he draw, some of which were legit, some of which were bogus and just fishing for calls. But overall, Wentz just really let them down, had two really bad interceptions to close out the game before somehow leading that tying fourth quarter drive, but we just find ways to win, and that's not really a sustainable way to win, but then you just look at how many players we have banged up. I mean, I want to say more than half of our starters have missed at least three games at some point. Mm-hmm. Like we're not a, we're not a completely healthy team. We're not like the Rams where we're not like the Rams or the Cardinals where we're winning all these close, we're not winning a bunch of close games and we're fully healthy. And then when the injury bug hits, we regress. Like we're the most injured team in the NFL. We have the most players on IR. We have the most valuable players for as far as like starting level snaps and all that. We have the most of those on IR. So we've been making do with scraps and we're winning close games. And like we said with Henry, when he comes back, if we found a way to win without him, and then you add better talent to what's already been working, we can be really dangerous because, I mean, our cornerback one was out, our linebacker two was out, our right guard went out, our wide receiver two, who's Julio freaking Jones, was out, Derrick Henry wasn't healthy, Amani Hooker's missed three games, just everyone is hurt and we're 6-2 and and we're the one seed right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about finding ways to win. And we are not as, like you said, we're not as lucky as some other teams. And we've had a lot of injuries, but we're still winning. That's what I'm excited about. That's why every single year we sit in those damn seats and we watch this team fight and claw and scratch for victory. Had not shown such an effective and deep pass rush these last three weeks. We really did. Uh, do you think we would have been in on the Von Miller thing? Um, I mean, he didn't go for a lot of money. Landon had mentioned, you know, a few times that he's going to be looking for a new contract next year. So I don't know if we're if we would be in the renting a player, especially after what we paid for Bud Dupree and what I think we're going to pay for Harold Landry. I don't think we want to rent a player just to kind of let him wear our jersey for the rest of the year. I, I, I don't think we would have. We also yeah. didn't have a second rounder That's to throw in. That's what I was going to say, Landon. I think the Julio Jones thing and the compensation there kind of took us out of the running. Yeah. Yeah. And Denver did eat, I think, all but one million of Von Miller's caps. So it wouldn't have been That's a why they got more compensation this year. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just. So we probably could have got him for two-thirds or something yeah. um, if we would have paid all of his salary. But 
they really, uh, man, the Rams are basically a basketball team. It's unreal. <laughs> and at some point, it's just, I guess they can get away with having like no offensive line and just no draft picks. And it's kind of like, kind of the amazing. The line has been good this year. <laughs> I know, but with what value? I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, because I always say, well, that's going to, because so many teams try that and they just implode. Right, but I guess they coach out of that and scheme out of that because, like, what draft value, what oh, really money value do they give? Their best offensive lineman is literally 40 years old. And it's like, I mean, I, at this point, I don't keep waiting for it to happen. I'm just amazed at how they pull it off. They're the saints of the past couple of years where they just keep going all in and they just keep doubling down and doubling down. And, if, and they stay competitive. They're going to be a great team for the next couple of years. But eventually, at some point, the the bill is going to be have to be paid, and especially with the Rams, with them not having any draft picks compared to the Saints. The Saints' issue was they didn't have any cap room. The Rams don't have any cap room, and they don't have any draft picks. Five, six, year, five years down the line, the Rams are probably not going to be very good because their all their money is going to be tied up in five, six guys, and they don't have any young guys. But they have a Super Bowl window. Right now, they're maybe the best team in football. And if you win, who cares? Like, look at Philly. Philly has sucked since they won the Super Bowl outside <laughs> of the year right after. And every, I'm sure every Philly fan would do anything to have that run again. Well said. Oh, I without, think that's right, yeah. big fella, right? Without a doubt. I, I can only, you know, the closest thing I can recall to having a championship team is, you know, I remember when I was in Philadelphia and the Phillies won the World Series. That was amazing. But... Honestly, our 2019 run, uh, I remember before we played the Chiefs, I literally bought my plane ticket to Miami. I was ready. (laughs) I was convinced we were going, and then we were sitting there. I was like, well, got to call Southwest. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have the credit to this day. I've got to save this picture on my phone for the confirmation number to make sure that I can claim those funds. Um, but yeah, I mean, to yeah, be so the in next that time window, you think you're the biggest Tennessee Titans fan, I want you to check for your <laughs> Southwestern credit for when you already booked your ticket to the Super Bowl <laughs> two years ago. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even get as far as the Super Bowl ticket yet, but I got the flight. I, got, I had no, the you flight. got the flight. That's, I was ready. That's leaning in. <laughs> as far as LA goes, I mean, I'm excited about this big fun. Like you said, I mean, who knows? And we go after it no matter what. We've been down. We've had guys sick. I mean, let's see what happens, right? Um, there's magic to this team. Um, but I know last year when when we played Detroit, a big thing we talked about after that game was just how sorry we felt for Matt Stafford. And I kind of felt like he was past his prime, I guess because he was so beat up playing on that team. And it was so interesting. Like, man, the way the ball came out of his hand, even on that team, even at that point in the season when he was kind of banged up already – I, all three of us said, well, I mean, just what if he was on a good team? Yeah. Well, he is on a good team. And just kind of contrast, like, Matt Stafford as we played him last year and Matt Stafford as we'll see him Sunday. Oh, he deserves this team. I mean, for, for how many times I saw him get his head beat in Detroit and stand up and stay in the game, he deserves a good team. He had Megatron for a few years, and, you know, that – kind of ended without him having a say and before it should have. So, and and, I mean, look at all the teams that Detroit tried to surround him with, you know, they drafted Javid best and he ended up being, you know, uh, nothing in the league. It's just Matt Stafford. They've tried, they haven't tried very well, 
but they've tried to give him a team. It never worked out. So I am so excited for him to finally go to L.A. and get a team that he deserves with some real playmakers. So he's earned this moment. Oh, for sure. And to compare him just to a time spent like Harold Landry. Harold Landry this year has been a top five edge rusher, like an all pro level player. He isn't really a different player than what he was last year. It's just our defense isn't a dumpster fire. Same with Matt Stafford. Outside of being healthy because he's got a much better offensive line and he has isn't having to carry a dumpster fire of a team, he looks really good. He's not really doing anything different. It's just when you have better players around you, you look better because you're not having to play with trash. Yeah. Oh, it's about talent in this league, and uh, don't look any further than Matt Stafford. Nathan, hold on. Come back in because you came in really loud. Yeah, you came loud. in screeching. I wonder what the difference was. How, how am I coming in now? You're, you're good you're now. Good. You were just really loud for some reason. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I mean, case in point of that, look no further. Matt Stafford. Who wore it better? I mean, yes, it is so much about talent. It is so much about talent. And I've told you guys some Matt Stafford is proof it is not fair that these guys have to go to these teams that literally have not been good in 50 years. Yeah. So, uh, Lana, what what matchup is going to be the biggest in deciding this game Sunday? I mean, what? how could they absolutely uh, beat us up, and how could we win this game from a matchup standpoint? I would say it would be whoever is their replacement left tackle if Andrew Whitworth isn't good to go. Looking at the injury report today, Whitworth was a second do not participate, although it was rest-related, but he missed last game against the Texans. Obviously, they didn't miss him, but their offensive line has only given up eight sacks. That's one a game, best in the NFL. Our pass rush has looked better, but this is the best pass-protecting team in the NFL right now, and Cooper Cup is amazing. Robert Woods, they haven't needed him, and he's been Mr. Underrated as far as receivers go in the NFL. Van Jefferson has kind of been a guy. They have a great running game. Defense is great, so it's really just we're not. They lost to the Cardinals because they had two turnovers on offense. We have to force turnovers and just hold them down enough. They scored twenty against the Cardinals. They could have scored more. We're not going to win in a gritty defensive shootout. We're going to win because we force a couple turnovers and we just score more. It's going to be like the Bills game. The Bills game we gave up thirty-one. But the defense played well because it got turnovers and it got stops when it mattered most. Big fella, who do you think against this team, who can step up and have that huge game, that A.G. Brown game that we saw uh, Sunday? Who who can step up and win this game for the Titans? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's no secret that I've loved Adrian Peterson for years. So my inclination is just to pick him. I, I think the deck is stacked. Nobody think he nobody thinks he has anything left in the tank except our front office and probably me. <laughs> so I would love to see him just come out and really just make a statement saying, Hey, you know, I may be thirty six, but I'm still here. I'm still AP. I'm still going to the Hall of Fame. Um the, the Rams are s- only nineteenth in yards per carry allowed. And to be fair, that's because their offense is so good, teams have to pass on them and their passing defense is insane, but the one weakness of that team is their run defense on a per-play basis is average. And Adrian Peterson is not Derrick Henry in his prime, but he's still one of the best runners we've ever seen. Oh, well, yeah. And, I mean, he's had, he's had you know, 11 months to just work out. Yeah. And well, he's probably yeah. the healthiest he's ever been. Well, that's what I'll say. I, I would say for the last six years since he's bounced around, you have – I've made fun of you so much because you would always text, <laughs> hey, he's available. Maybe we get to back up Derrick Henry, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, of course, I said, hey, this is your chance to root for AP. The 
idea that on Monday it went from, hey, they're going to bring in some guys to literally like two hours later, AP's coming in. Oh, they signed AP. They got to look at him, and he must have been in perfect condition, which he's like Derrick Henry. He has a reputation for being just an absolute perfect physical shape. I'm sure he was. And we were talking about Detroit last season. He was actually pretty good, especially per carry, pretty good on a terrible team. Mm -hmm. So nobody on this podcast thinks just go in and do anything that he can't. But he was the best option they had at that moment. There is no question. People talked about trades. Wasn't going to happen. I mean, he he was the best they could do, and I'm pretty interested to see what he has. Well, another thing I think is interesting, because obviously, you know, John Robinson made some really quick moves, signing Adrian Peterson and um, signing Deonta Foreman. So he kind of knew what he wanted to do. However, if you believe the 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 trade talks and the rumors, we called about a couple other guys. We called about Melvin Gordon. We called about um, Philip Lindsay. We called about a couple of these guys to see what their availability was in a trade and um, I, obviously, I think it's really hard when you, you know, people, the uneducated Titans fans are like looking like, oh, well, you know, draft, you know, trade Marlon Mack, like in division trades are really, really tough and rarely ever happen, but they would have been some dreamed scenarios. So obviously J-Rob felt comfortable saying, forget it all. We're going to sign AP. And I think it's going to be really cool. I think it'll be fun to root for him. I think it'll be weird. He's wearing number eight, which I think is interesting for yeah. a running back. But think about think about this. I want to pitch this to you. Let's say AP looks a little better than average, right? In the playoffs, we could potentially have a team with Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones. I mean, is there ever a team that has that much Hall of Fame talent? On one side of the ball in one one particular game, I I'm going to let know. Landon. I'm, I'm going to let Landon uh, pour water on you. <laughs> well, I would say uh, my, my initial thought was going to say, well, like the like the late two thousand the late two thousands Patriots, but they only had. I think it's about even where there's three Hall of Famers on both teams. We have Julio, Henry, potentially Adrian Peterson. They had Moss, Gronk, and Brady. I don't expect Adrian Peterson to be much. He averaged four yards per carry last year. He's been around four, 4.3 since he started bouncing around. But I don't expect him to do much, but that's okay. I mean, him and Deontay Foreman, there's a reason we signed two bigger power backs. We're going to have the same philosophy, but Derrick Henry's carries are going to be split between them probably because McNichols is a great third down receiving back, but he is not an in-between-the-tackles kind of guy. You just... Yeah. Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman... Blast them into the back of the offensive line. Get three, four yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. They're the first Try and grind up the defenses. Yeah. That's all you need. Like Adrian Pearson, I expect Sunday night, he's going to have 15 carries, 60-ish yards, and that's right. going to be enough. Yeah, I fully expect that McNichols has earned every third down um, without Henry because he has looked finally – people have talked about him for a few years. He's finally looked like he belongs, you know, there – as far as non-special teams, like he really belongs there. He's been a he's been a good third down back. Well, and hell, he did it with Henry, so of course that's he what gets I mean. It but Henry. now he's certain. That's what I mean. But like to land his point, whatever they're gonna do, whatever Peterson's gonna do, he's gonna do it in two downs because I mean he he most certainly they're gonna lean on him and do stuff because he he's he's impressed me. Yeah, All right, guys, uh, yeah. let's talk about the line. What what's the line as it stands Oof. now? 
Right now, we're a seven and a half point underdogs, which it's rare in the National Football League that you see uh, a line that big. Lana, what do you think of seven and a half? Just given our injury status, I think that's really fair. I'd probably bet the Rams on that. Just not even Henry. Like, Fulham has been designated to return, so he's probably not going to be back. Jayon is still up in the air. Julio is starting to practice, but it's not a guarantee he plays. Obviously, Nate Davis is in concussion protocol, just... And the Rams are so good, and they're at home. And I'm gonna get your guys' take on this. That for the past month, when they when they when they kick off Sunday night, they're not gonna play anyone good. The last three games are the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. So to be and so they're rolling. They look super hot, but at the same time, they're not playing anyone. Compare that to us. We beat the Bills, who everyone has crowned the best team in the AFC. The Chiefs, who are kind of whatever, kind of kind of a mid team. And the Colts, who are kind of a mid-team as well, like we're more battle-tested. We're, I don't want to say tougher because it's hard to quantify that, but we've had to play tougher games. And with our just how many injuries we have, we know how to grind it out more. So I would take the Rams to cover the seven and a half points. But if there's any team that would just go in on the road in prime time, all the odds stacked against them, I would take the Tennessee Titans wearing all navy. No, Landon, no. I am, <laughs> I'm a homer, but I'm taking the Titans with seven and a half points. I, I am a big believer. <laughs> like Nathan always says, you know, we always quote Michael Scott from the office. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little, but I'm a little superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. You have a team who is a huge underdog, but gets up for these kind of games. We're wearing personally my favorite Jersey combo with the all dark blue. We're going to LA future home of the Super Bowl. That's going to give these guys a little extra juice. And we're playing on Sunday Night Football. We don't get that a whole lot. Hardly ever. I think, well, last year, I think we played the Packers Sunday Night Football. So I just think this is huge, a huge opportunity for everybody. I mean, like, I just, and I guess in those situations, I always believe in our team's ability to seize the moment. And I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I bleed two-tone blue. You guys know that. Right. And I'm probably going to pick them every single... I'm never going to pick against them. And I just love that point spread because I think we are that team to keep it close. And we're going to... I think we're going to pull out a miracle. Well, these are chips are down type situation here, right? But uh, you make a good point. This is a team that has won three in a row. It could make it interesting. Who's to say? There's a lot riding here. There's a lot of people... On this team with a lot to prove, but your Landon makes the kind of the quantitative argument that yeah, it's kind of hard to imagine. But I mean, I've we've gotten used to imagining, yeah, uh, in right. this last month, and it has been a blast. I mean, who thought we were going to go to New England for a playoff game and smoke them? Who thought we were going to do right. that to Baltimore? We did, but it. yeah, even last month and in to your point, right. the last few years, and so we just hope everybody has a safe and healthy weekend, especially. Titans, and um, it is going to be exciting. I don't put anything past this team, and primetime, right? So, Landon, I know this is uh, what you like. You like to uh, red zone it all day and then and watch our team. So, uh, I mean, we, we have a lot to look forward to. I'm uh, I'm psyched. I can't wait. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm really excited to touch base with everybody and hope you have a great weekend. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.